What's up, y'all? Here's a quick word from our sponsor. With Instance Skateboarding Socks, say goodbye to shinners, snake bites, and heel bruises. Instance created the ultimate blend of comfort and durability to keep you pushing in them streets, parks, and anywhere your board takes you. Right now, Instance Skateboarding has the Deathless Thread Socks and the Pastel Pack. And make sure you go check out that Vice documentary, Patina Doris, with the Instance team down in Cuba. And now, live from Studio E, The Bunt with Safer and Donovan. Alright, you know what it is. We back like Cook Crack, episode 4, season 2. I'm D Jones, he's the ghost, and as always, Ants One behind the scenes. It's a cool thing, still. So what's popping this week, blood? Hey, Yaddy know this week, back in season one, Bobby said his favorite skate moment was Stevie Williams versus Darren Harper. <laughs> so we had to go get the man, you know what I'm saying? Take you behind the curtain. So stay tuned still. Then we're going to take it to the post office. And then we got a special guest here this week with us, our boy Simon Disher. We talking hella fantasy football this week. You get me? <laughs> Let's get it. All right. So before we get into the interview, as always, make sure to like us on Facebook at The Bunt. Follow us on Instagram at The Bunt Live, and definitely hit us up with them emails at thebuntlive at gmail.com. Just before we get into it, a little bit on why we wanted to interview Darren Harper. He made a huge splash in the skate world back in 2006 when he came out with his video part in Get Familiar. He was am for DGK, Venture, Famous Stars and Straps. The man was a straight beast. I was lucky enough to meet Darren. Uh, last summer in Washington, D.C., and uh, even luckier that he answered our text and uh, agreed to come on the show. So let's get into the interview. We got Darren Harper on the show right now. Yeah. Been waiting for this one a long time. What's going on, Darren? <laughs> What's up, bro? How y'all feeling? Oh, man. We, we're laughing now that we got you here, dog. <laughs> yes, sir. I'm honored. It's a pleasure, man. I appreciate you for reaching out. Hell yeah. So the first question we ask our guests is, what's your favorite sports moment and your favorite skateboard moment? Uh, my favorite sports moment may be something in boxing. Uh, most people know I'm a diehard boxing fan. So it'll probably be uh, when De- Diego uh, Corrales beat, uh, dang, I forgot the gentleman's name, but it was just like a crazy comeback. Like he was all beaten bad and had been dropped like three times in that round. And he just came back with a, like a fury of punches and knock, locked him out. And it was just crazy. Like he like pulled everything you know, from the bottom, it took, you know, and he made it happen. So that was definitely... He emptied the tank. Yeah, that was the moment. Uh, Skateboarding-wise, um, I don't know, just my career, man, just taking it off at the time it did. You know, again, I, I consider myself like the 50 cent of skateboarding, and it was just like, like if, if it didn't work for me, um, you know, who knows where I would have been at, you know, right now. Like, I would have been dead or in jail, so... It was a blessing to uh, be able to take off when I did, you know. Hell yeah. That's what's up, man. 
So tell us about growing up in Washington and getting into skateboarding. Well, growing up in uh, Southeast Washington, D.C. was pretty rough. You know, we came up in poverty. So my mom, uh, we lived with Section 8 living and stuff like that. And I was surrounded by drugs and violence. And um, just being one of those kids that was very adventurous, you know, I would go out and uh, just kind of just kind of like look for things to get myself into, you know, kind of to stay out of trouble. And I would also have a lot of people uh, around me that would try to steer me and other cats that I grew up with in the right direction direction. So we would um we would just venture off, man. We was like little pirates, man. We'd just go to the next neighborhood and, and just flip on mattresses, uh jump out windows, push car tires down the hill and watch them <laughs> smash into cars. Like we used to we used to do whatever it was just for a thrill and um like we started skating just kind of messing around and, and, and uh, Nickelodeon Skate TV came on. This was like early 90s and it came on and I got glued, man. It was just like something that really uh, captivated me and was just like, yo, I'm digging what they're doing. So I started mimicking uh, what I saw on TV. Of course, Tony Hawk, Dave Duncan, um, Lance Mountain was a few of the cats that was doing it back then. And I kind of got inspired a little and I would just go out with my homeboys and we just would mimic, you know, what we saw, just like get the gloves and put them on our hand and ride down the street, like <laughs> touching the ground and try to make ramps. And, you know, all this was going on when it was a war zone, complete war zone in my hood. I mean, bullets was flying every day. And, uh, you know, we just out there just trying to have fun on a skateboard, just trying to stay away from that stuff or numb our bodies to it, you know, by like not paying attention and mm -hmm. staying focused on doing something else, you know, and um one of our parents, again, they uh, happened to work downtown and all the skaters was coming to Freedom Plaza, which uh, many different races. And they came home one day was like, yo, y'all need to go down there. It's a lot of people skating. And so we uh, end up just catching the, um, the bus down. And from that day on, I was sold. It was just like, you know, every weekend, every other weekend, whenever I was able to have a uh, car fare or a Ford car fare to get there, I would go down. That's what's up. So you said Tony Hawk, Lance Mountain were some of your inspirations. Uh, how come we didn't see you get into Vert? And where are those 900s at? <laughs> well, I won't say, I guess inspiration, not inspiration, but more, I, I guess that's still inspiration, but more so of they kind of jump-started just because, I mean, we they, like inspiration to me is someone that, I don't know, to me it's more like hands-on with me. Like where I come from, I feel like it's, it's being able to see and touch that person and really adapt, you know what I'm saying? It's not just seeing that person on TV because it's still, it's like a myth, you know what I'm saying? Because right. it's, it's it's not there, you know what I'm saying? It's an illusion, okay, <laughs> he did it, but the real life shit is here, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I don't know. So, but, um, you know, those, those were the cats and I got kind of fun with their names by seeing it on the screen. So, uh, you know, we started, again, I was always Tony Hawk, so I guess that could be, you know, it's still inspiration because I was calling myself Tony Hawk. Like, we were, <laughs> it was like my playing my car. So it was like, yo, if you seen that car, you'd be like, my car, my car. And I was like, uh, oh, I'm Tony Hawk. Like, every time we go out skating, I was the first one, I'm Tony Hawk, you know what I'm saying? So I, I would already ca always call him. But, um, yeah, that's, that's how what happened and that was what uh you know got us just moving around and, and really really in tune with it so uh last summer i skated pulaski park freedom plaza as you just talked about yes, for sir. 10 days and i didn't get kicked out once but I've heard some crazy <laughs> horror stories of skaters dealing with park police. What was the craziest experience you've heard of? 
Oh man, um, well, I won't say heard of. It was I've been in most, you know. So <laughs> I've uh, I remember one time that always stands out. One one situation is uh, so they locked me up. They uh, they claimed they were looking for me, and I finally uh, oh I had to turn myself in. I know what happened. I had a fight with some cats down there, mm-hmm. and the cats like kind of like identified me. So anyhow, the police. Uh, park police were looking for me allegedly, and when they, I had to turn myself in. That's what happened because they came to my hood, actually with a picture of me, like this guy. We looking for this guy, and my, like my dudes in the hood, they thought I killed somebody. <laughs> so it was, it was crazy because you know the police only come when they look yeah. like it's got to be, you know, something out of this world. So they're like, yo, like people hitting my phone, like yo, the police just came and they had a picture of you, dog. What did you do? Are you want? Like they was going crazy. So um, I turned myself in. And when I turned myself in, um, so they locked me up. And I remember as I was leaving, the guy like, yo, I want your autograph. And I was like, what? <laughs> after that, and it was just kind of weird because it's like, yo, after you did all this, you talking about you've been, want- you been waiting for me and all that. Now you want my autograph. It was just crazy. And I just felt that was like, yo, they was like taunting me, but it was <laughs> wow. it was crazy. I had some other things though. I had um, Pulaski, like one time, I like, like they used to seem like they had it out for me. Like one time um, I got into it, cause I mean, I'm a stand up guy. So I got into it with one of them one time and the guy lied, he tried to snatch my board and I pulled it away from him. And before he even touched it though, and they, he said that I swung it, hit him in the leg and fell. And they was really trying to give me a assault for that and everything. And it was, wow. yeah, it was bull crap. Yeah, so I used to try to stay far far away from them guys if I can. <laughs> for sure. Because I felt like, man, they was going to frame me or something soon. Yeah, I remember when we were there last summer, you pointed them out at one time. You're right, there yeah. they go. But they just kept driving yeah. by that time. Yeah, yeah, man. They called me Hawkeye because I can see it when my eyes turn. Yeah, I mean, I can be backwards. And I just I just feel it. They're coming. You, you know? smell them. Yeah, so. Your massive pop is definitely one of the things that made people take notice to you right away. Yes, sir. How quickly did your skate career change after that first part, that first big part with the crazy pop all over the place? Oh, man. Uh, it, it, it just, it, it, we stepped it up a notch, man. It was crazy <laughs> because cause it was just like, man, I went from um, my, it was crazy because I was working my first job and it sucked. And I'm not, you know, I'm just one of them cats. Like, I just feel like, I mean, of course I dream of being rich, but it's just like, I don't mind working for somebody, but that job sucked. That was that tire wreck as I was coming from making like a thousand dollars a day uh, from the streets into making a thousand dollars a month. Wow. So it was, it yeah. was just like, whoa, this is this is just not me. But I, I fought with it. I dealt with it and I made it happen. I, I continued to work and um, I was getting fed up and my boy Chris Hall was like, yo, we're going to push it. We made this video and uh, like I think the first kind of like financial situation was was element. Like Element was like, yo, we're gonna pay you. And dog, it was just music to my ears. I couldn't believe it because I was like, yo, I'm getting paid for something. You know, I want just something I wanted to do and then uh, that I love doing. Exactly. And then uh, Famous came. Famous, uh, you know, Stars, Straps, yeah. Clothing came and they like um, offered up some good cash. And it was it. That was it, man. I was like, man, I'm not, I'm not coming back in. It's, it's my time now. Oh. And then the video part, you know, it was just like everything. It was just it just a, just was the right setup. Everything just worked out. And like I said, I hit them hard because it was like when the video dropped, like I had uh, I think it was like slap 
not interview, but check out and everything just just matched up, man. It was like I said, I hit him hard. It was so. a perfect storm, man. Yeah, it was it was incredible, <laughs> you man. Definitely I, hit I, him hard, man. Yeah. Definitely hit him yeah. hard. Yes, sir. So take us behind the scenes on your infamous Switchtail and Switch 18850 on the massive wall at Pulaski. Man, I saw that what? thing and it is unscatable. <laughs> How do you get up well, there? You practicing well, with those leg weights? Nah, not even. You know, all I did was uh, <laughs> like I, I've skated it before. Um, I think my first trick was switch 185.0. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, yo, I got to step it up a notch. And I, you know, it was always about stepping it up, you know. So uh, one day, um, I think I said I was going to try Switch 5.0 because I got a pretty good Switch out. <laughs> I'd say yeah. so. <laughs> so I thought, uh, thank you. I thought I can try uh, Switch 5.0. And as I'm trying Switch 5.0, I'm like, yo, I'm getting way over this ledge. Maybe I should go for Switch Tail. And I tried it a couple of times and I was just like, one day I'm going to do it. And then just one day, like I, I use, I fuel off uh, like the energy of people you know when I'm skating I love when there's a massive amount of people mm -hmm. out I love when um, you know just the, the, the Freedom Plaza is crowded because I, I feel like I get in the element where I, it's, it's, it's showing off but it's not really showing off but yeah. I'm ready to like I want to have people talking like yo I, I skated the plaza with Darren Harper and yo I, I seen him doing or give them a good memory of you know what they came or their first visit to Velasquez so everybody was sitting down and I think some cameras cameras was out and I was just like yo I'm going for it today and man like I, I did a couple of try a couple of tries and then one night I locked in and I was like yo this is going down <laughs> and then bam and then bam it did and I was just like my god like I still didn't believe it to like days later like dog you did you did it like that is insane yeah so it was crazy so any new tricks on it since or uh or you got any future plans for it i got future plans Ooh. you know I, I as most uh know uh, or if most don't know i'm just coming back from surgery and i'm still easing my way back into it um i had uh ankle surgery i had a partially torn ligament in my left ankle this past december well past december i had surgery so i've been uh the last couple of days i say week or two i've been uh dipping and dabbing on the board and popping and i've seen some always yeah so just i'm just taking my time but my plans you you just know that my expectations is already high like i'm just like i find myself just doing ollies but i want to try other stuff mm -hmm. and i have to calm myself down like <laughs> yo just take it take yeah. it a day at a time because i'm ready to go full-fledged but i know i'm not ready yet but in your mind you're ready yeah my mind's ready my bad yeah. I'm, it's like preparing for a fight and i treat everything like that like dog i'm ready for this last battle if this last video part may i'm not saying maybe my last video part but if i'm ready that's what I'm, i want to give the people the fans yeah. you know like where's darren hopper been and i want to show up and deliver oh yeah. sure but yeah definitely take it slow man i've had ankle surgery on both my ankles so i know Okay. I know the struggle. You want to skate. Yes, as sir. soon as you can yeah. skate, you want to just start going crazy. But trust me, you'll thank yourself if you take it slow and then ease back, you know? Yeah. Yes, sir. So uh, when did you get on DGK and uh, what was the story there? Uh, I got in D DGK probably, uh, well, I went through flow, went through this flow thing for so long and I, I absolutely hated it because I'm like, yo, I mean, to be honest, I just hated it because I felt like I knew Stevie already. I don't know. I'm like, why I got to go through all this? You know what I'm saying? Like, I know him. Like, my man should already know, you know what I'm saying, that hook his boy up, you know what I'm saying? But I don't think I was ready at the beginning anyway because I just had came back into the game and I think it was more so of... 
I was just fueling it off of like my background, just what I brought to the table. Like this guy is an interesting cat, you know, because of his his background. I wasn't even skating that long, but you know, as time went on, you know, I started skating and perfecting my craft and they was noticing and you know, they was already sending me boards and it was just a fit, you know, like they already knew what I was about and then finally it happened. And um, we rocked, you know, we rocked out. And, I, you know, I really thank Stevie for uh, the opportunity. And, you know, I mean, that's still my brother. We've talked recently. And, uh, you know, but about the DGK thing, like, I still have a tat, you know what I mean? Like, oh, that's wow. never going to, yeah, that's never going anywhere because, I mean, beyond DGK as a whole, like, as a, you know, skateboarding, I, I've been a dirty ghetto kid from the, you know, from the jump. I came out the womb like that, you know. It don't get no dirtier than me, you know what I'm saying? So <laughs> that's how I look at it. But um, when I got on, man, it was just, you know, I shook up the world. Like I said, you know, I had, like, even, like, the, the, the kids here were so proud and, you know, so inspired because it was just like, wow, this dude from here, you know, like, they yeah. can see it. They see me. I'm, di- I'm doing it. I was the rags to riches story, kind of, you know, in, in that kind of nature i wasn't rich but you know you yeah. get what i'm saying like Within it's, it's skateboarding it's, yeah it's inspiring to see that like damn he came from nothing and look at him he's skating from one of the biggest companies in the industry so that's what it was hey darren i think we got a live report from your old teammate wade d in the streets you get me hold on a quick minute what's cracking wade All right, thanks, boys. Got a very, very special guest in the streets for another episode. The man I got sitting next to me right now is very hard to come by and very hard to get. Forrest, say what's up. Hey there, Canada. It's everywhere. It's a, it's a worldwide thing, Forrest. Hey there, everybody. Okay, Forrest, we start off every up the same. What's your favorite landing juice, man? What's your go-to? Uh, my go-to landing juice is... Uh... A Paps Blue Ribbon. That's it. I seen I seen in multiple videos with you cracking the little bottles before you back three off mountains. Like, what are those little uh, yeah. trinkets you got? There's some spots I call brandy spots. Some spots you need brandy for, and I like to have some brandy, you know, before I jump off them. Helps? Yeah, it definitely helps. You know, it takes away the pain. Because you do some gnarly shit that no one else can do. So uh, I would imagine you need some uh, some motivation, as we call some uh, liquid mota. Yes, I do need liquid mota. I just gotta know what goes through your head when you're trying the shit that you try. Uh, I just start freaking out and just uh, I just freak out when I start trying shit because it it takes too long. So you like you can't be jumping down those things that you jump down for that much time though. You gotta in and out it. Yeah, I just try and jump off it, and if it goes good, it goes good. But if it doesn't, I'll start freaking out and go crazy. From the video parts I see, seems like you don't freak out that much, and it works out. Uh, uh, yeah, it's all right. Any other plans for the rest of the summer? Any video parts you're working on? Yeah, I'm working on a video part, and the thing is a sock posse part for uh, the sock company I ride for, Sock Posse. Do you have a ETA on when that's going to drop, or are you just still working on it, playing it by ear? I have no idea when it's going to drop. I'm just working on it, and hopefully something happens. Just stay stacking clips. All right, Forrest, any last words you want to fucking shout out to the people? Yeah, uh, I'm out here in Canada right now, and it's fucking awesome, and I love uh, being out here and uh, want to come back next year, come back soon, hang out. You're the man, Forrest. Thank you so much for this interview. Sending it back to the boys at Studio E. 
Thanks for that live report, Diz. <laughs> Let's get back to Darren still. So what was up with that shoe company, Yum Yums, that you were on for a second? Is that the reason <laughs> that all the beef started with DGK? Yeah, it was kind of. I mean, it, it was more of, uh, you know, Stevie kind of thought I was making, I guess, the wrong decision or the wrong choice. But, I, you know, me as, a again, a dirty ghetto kid coming from the hood, like, opportunities are opportunities. That's how I felt. And I felt like, you know, I, I don't really see... Like the the skate industry is kind of weird to me, man. You know, and because it's crazy, because I remember back in the day where it was like, okay, a rapper, or if you wasn't Wu Tang, for instance, some any other rap cat or any of that shit, like you try to get in industry, we wasn't rocking with it. You know what I'm saying? You couldn't wear our stuff. You couldn't do none of that. They kind of you know didn't want it. And then it's kind of like fast forward today, and I know things evolve. I'm with it. I'm cool with that. But. I just hate that all the grief and, you know, the, the, the things I had to go through. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Like, even like when I came in, it was like, oh, this rap type of dude. Like, you know, they looking at me like, is he a skater, a rapper, da, 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 da. You know what I mean? I just feel like I knew it was going that way anyway because, I mean, you can't stop yeah. just people, you know, from like entering the skate. Like, you can't. Like, and then everybody wants to make money. That's another thing. Like, these industry talk all that bull crap or whatever, but they want to make money. Mm -hmm. And that's why some of them... Some of the reason why some of them still exist today is because some of the rappers and other type of, uh, let's say, acts or we say, um, you know, uh, people have uh, jumped in or jumped in or wore some of their product or celebrities and stuff. Yeah, for sure. yeah it for is. Sure. So, you know, how it goes. So, but um, yeah, Stevie felt that I was making the wrong choice, but it was the way he went about it. I think that got me a little agitated because it was kind of like DGK or like DGK or nothing else. And it was kind of like, damn, dog, like, I'm trying to provide, you know, better situation for my family. I got kids, you know, so I'm just trying to put them in a better position. And what I had on the table was, you know, a shoe, uh, my own shoe and, you know, of course, getting paid. You know, I mean, that's what we work for. That's what we skate for. You know, no one really like when you're trying to come up, you want to skate to get some income and prosper with it. And as I look back, you know, it might have been not the right decision, you know, but you can't blame a kid like me for, uh, you know, just chasing chasing the dream. But, you know, now again, you fast forward today, now you got, you know, you got Lil Wayne with the skate company, you got him skating, he's at, you know, certain rappers, I mean, skaters house and skating in the backyard and, you know, and I mean, it's all good. I like the dedication and everything, but I, it's just sometimes it can be a little bit sour and bitter because it's like, damn, all this is what I went through for you to be able to just walk in like that. You know what I'm saying? And it's yeah. just like the, what I had to go through and it, it, it's just kind of smacking the face. But, you know, I don't look at it no more. Like, I don't, hey, I, get your money, do whatever you're going to do. You know, I, I don't know what to say, but all I know is I'm on my own path, you know. So since we were just talking about DGK, obviously everyone listening to this interview is curious about the backstory of what happened with you driving from Washington to New York to the Manny Mania contest to confront him. Yeah. That shit got caught on tape and that, that video clip really shocked the skateboarding world. So <laughs> take us behind the scenes on that one. Well, I, you know, I was agitated. Like I said, you know, I kind of took things, uh, you know, the wrong way. Well. I, well, it was what it was, but I, you know, I went up there. I think me and him just kind of got beside ourselves with just 
kind of like going at each other and I'm just the type of guy who, you know, I'm a stand-up guy. I'm going to see you, you know, and that's my attitude was kind of just like, you know, I don't, I don't want to say I don't take things back. I just take the way where it happened and the way it happened. You know, I felt like me and him, uh, you know, I mean, two brothers going to fight, but I, I like that. That's why I'm not tripping off that part, but we probably could have, it probably could have happened somewhere else, you know, instead of right there on that platform of uh, this really like a celebration and something to empower and keep the skaters going, you know, and it happened right there. So it probably shouldn't have happened there. But I drove up, I was agitated. I'm like, yo, I'm gonna see you, you know what I'm saying? And I, I seen on Instagram or something that he was up there. And I was like, yo, I'm going up here. So me and my boy, we drove up. And when I first got there, I uh, I walked up and, you know, I like tapped him and I'm like, yo, come holler at me. I was like, you know, I ain't, I ain't want to do it right there. You know what I'm saying? So I wanted him to come so we can talk like, you know, brothers or whatever. We talked along the side somewhere, but he didn't want to, he didn't kind of want to, uh, you know, go with me. So I think it was more so of like that. It probably still would have died down. Maybe. I don't know. But it was more so of the people that was around him. Uh, one gentleman in particular, you know, was getting kind of hype and, and I, I'm just one of them guys like that motivates me more. Like if it's 30 dudes, it, it's like it's going to fuel me to like really go off the handle. You know what I'm saying? So it was kind of like, oh, yeah, 30 against one or 20 against one, three against one. I just it just amps me. So, yeah, it just got out of hand, man. It got out of hand. So, um, oh, they was trying to break us up and da 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 da. And. You know, I threw a little punch, you know, it wasn't really nothing hard. It was just something quick and whatever. And <laughs> I had, you know, and it just went on from there, man. It was, you know, it was just, it just shouldn't happen, man. And I just know that. But what I can say that, you know, I was more so of, it was like, I, I still, like now we've talked, I, you know, and I don't even care about that. Like it's more so, it was the people that was around them. I think that, you know, that can turn things bad, you know, the people surrounding. And like even the people who tried to, I understand. I'm I'm with the code of the streets. I'm with fighting with your brother. You know what I'm saying? But people had to understand at that time how heated I was because it was like Spencer. Spencer Fujimoto? Yeah. You know, hit me in the head with the board. And then um, I think uh, Lil Lenny uh, tried to do something on the side. I, I caught by reviewing the tape. I went home and <laughs> I reviewed the we tape. We reviewed like the every, tape too. Yeah. yeah. Like, like every single person who made a move, if your face expression looked like, I'm going to see you later. That's how I was looking, like, looking at it. <laughs> And I seen some things, you know what I'm saying? And I was about to make it bad, but, yeah. you know, but uh, I, 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 pulled, I, I caught Lenny, but, it, you know, of course, I, I just didn't want to. I kind of felt bad, but, you know, I mean, it's all love. I got love. I just started following him for Instagram because I'm not mad at him, you know. <laughs> he's, he, he's, he's been behind Stevie and, you know, kept it 100. And, and I, one thing, I, I am a man of that, you know what I'm saying? Like, if someone gives you an opportunity and you're going to be behind them, you know, but I just felt like, like Spencer, it was a definite no-no, you know what I'm saying? Because I just, because I felt like, you know, I don't know you like that. You don't know me. You don't know me and Stevie's relationship. Yeah, you might have a relationship with him, but listen, bro, like you, you don't want none of what I got to offer you, dog. So I ain't understand why he even did that. So pretty recently, I'm going to tell you a story that nobody probably know. If it wasn't for Ty, let's say because of Ty, Ty Evans, my man, if it wasn't for Ty, it would have got pretty ugly uh, recently. Uh, okay, so when we had the premiere for the Mountain Dew we and Ty's film, yeah. We Are Blood, yes, sir. We went to New York, and um, my whole goal, probably more than to see the video, to be honest. Like, I, don't get me wrong. I was ready to see the video. I was so psyched and honored. I, I think uh, Ty with blood, sweat, and tears. I, like, I mean, I got so much love for Ty. 
but I, I wanted to see Spencer so bad, like I can taste it. Like I was in the movie theater looking for Spencer, Holy like fuck. just sitting around, just like looking like, but you know, the guy grew hair, so I didn't never really know who he, what he looked like, but I was looking at his Instagram, and then I seen something said he was actually at the theater. So I got up. There was one guy that looked like him. I followed him, and it wasn't him. Holy Man, shit. I was on the edge of my seat. So um, finally, we go to uh, Max Fish or whatever, and somebody was like, yeah, uh, Spencer plays that spot all the time. So we go over there. And I'm like, I don't really know what he's kind of looking like these days, these current days. So I'm like, yo, anybody seen Spencer? I'm asking people outside. And somebody's like, yo, Spencer's in there. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. <laughs> so, so my heart dropped. My heart instantly dropped. So I was like, okay, oh, yeah, yeah. So I walked up. I walk in. And they got like, you know, Max Fish had like some kind of broad little security guards. But we ain't, you know, I ain't tripping off that. Like, we're going to throw down. So um, I walk in. And Spencer's in the back. I see him. I'm like, yo, that's him. So I pull up a picture on his Instagram and I look at the picture. I look, I'm like, that's him, dog. <laughs> so he tried to go in the bathroom. So he comes like, matter, a matter of fact, was it? He Oh, he comes out the bathroom, I think it was. And we were just standing right there looking at him. And he looked at me. Oh, man, he might have saw me. I, I forgot how I go. All I know is, long story short, he wasn't trying to come out. And because of Ty, my brother and them was like, yo, let's do it right now, right here. And I was like, nah. And then, you know, I, I wasn't about to do that. And, you know, I, but I didn't want to mess up the event. You know what yeah. I'm saying? I was like, oh, we already we already went through this shit before. And, you know, I, if I could take it back, it wouldn't happen. And so that's what saved Spencer, though, really. Ty. That's what saved Spencer. Like, it's because of Ty. You know what I'm saying? And, and you know, so I left it alone. I walked outside. I waited outside. Well, I, we waited outside, actually, for hours. And we was just, I was just trying to get him out. And he just started alarming the, the club and telling the bouncers that next, you know, we had this big uh like crowd everybody's peeking out the window they're shook they're scared like they don't know what's going on and i'm just like ah oh, man let's go because i didn't want it to get back to ty that's yeah. sort of the only thing i was scared of so i was like you know what let's go so we just ended up breaking out he didn't come out and um you know and still this, who, who's to say i don't know what happened if i seen him man to man now you know what i'm saying like straight up because uh you know, I don't know. I just feel like he could have killed me with that bull, you know, took me away from my kids. And I'm saying, keep a G. I'm with yeah. it. But I'm just saying, be prepared for what comes after that. That's all I'm saying, yeah, you know, uh -huh. and you don't run from it. Like, if he had been a man and just been like, yo, I'm going to come outside and take whatever it is, or I'm going to come and talk, like, say, oh, man, I apologize, but you got to understand that Stevie's my man and I'm, I'm going to ride. And I'm gonna come outside with you, and you know I'm gonna leave it in God's hand. I probably wouldn't have not have did anything, you know. Like if he came outside, I probably would have gave him some debt mm -hmm. and said, you know, I respect what you said, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And left it at that because I mean I'm I'm really with the code, you know what I'm saying? But, it is pretty much a code, right? You just don't yeah, hit another skater with your skateboard. Yeah, that's it. You know, like I, I mean, you know, we we do that to the outsiders, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like you, so that that's really what really was for me, but. I, you know, nowadays I'm. I mean, I'm chilling. Like I said, I ain't. You know, hey, I'm not an advocate for violence, but if if I got hit in the head by a truck, if I didn't die, I would want to fucking yeah. do some serious damage too. You know. What I'm yes, yes. So that's how I kind of felt. You know, I got nine stitches behind that. So Jesus. Um, yeah. So you know, but I drove all the way home from DC. Like I, I drove from New York, gashing my head and everything. Went home, and then I went to the hospital because I, I realized that. 
it was bigger than what I thought it was. In the video, it looks like you just took it, like you were so much adrenaline, like nothing happened, like you weren't phased. Yeah, I kind of didn't know to be, because it shocked me. It shocked me. Like the crazy thing was, I didn't know what it was. <laughs> I didn't at the moment yeah. until I realized, and I was like, yo, he hit me in the head with a skateboard. <laughs> and then I just seen him take take off running, and that's when you see us <laughs> trying to catch him. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Cause, oh man! So I caught him. I caught him in the corner, and, and and you know I was able to throw a couple of, but it was quick. It wasn't really nothing that I really could tear into him. Mm -hmm. Um, plus the police was there and everything, but the police, shout out to the police, they were cool. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They, they were cool, because I thought I was going to jail, but you know, I was prepared for it, but yeah. you know, they, they realized what it was, man. I love police like that when they understand, like a good scrap is a good scrap, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, yeah. That's what it is. No one got killed, no shooting, you know, it's not nothing like that, so. You got a message for Spencer if he hears this? If he, I mean, if he hears this, I mean, you know, I, I'm, I'm just, advice is, I mean, straight up, like, I don't know what I'm going to do if I ever see you, me and you. Like, I never, you know what I'm saying? I'm never going to forget that, bro. Like, I mean, he was saying some stuff there. Like, I, I remember him saying some stuff. Like, like he was saying he was sorry, but it was kind of like, you know, I wasn't hearing it because I just felt like all I wanted him to do was come outside. And then, he like, I, I'm a man before. Like, I'll talk first as I got old. I learned to talk kind of first before I did anything. And I think because it's been so long, I haven't seen him in a while. So that was my first time seeing him. But I would have just probably, like, um, you know, I mean, I would have talked first until my adrenaline started boiling if he'd have said some stupid shit and then it would have been over. So you, but, you'll give him a chance. Yeah, I would have gave him a chance. Yeah. I definitely would have gave him a chance, yeah. Spencer, make sure you come out with your hands up <laughs> and talking no nonsense. Apologize. That's it. Just talk, just talk to me, man. We, when I see you, up. when I, yeah, when I see you, you got, you got to talk to me, but it can't be behind no... You know, all these people, and like I said, them people, everybody saved him, man. They really saved him. And my brother and them was begging, and they didn't even want me to touch him. They wanted to do something to him, and I, and I, and I said no, you know, because I just didn't, you know. You learned from the last one. Yeah. You'd rather it not be such a big ordeal. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was good. Like, that, that whole thing, it was good and it was bad. I'm going to tell you what a bit would have really been dope, though. Like, and I was kind of looking forward to that, like, I was hoping that we patched it up, me and Stevie, yeah. and I got back on DGK because I feel like if if it's dirty ghetto kids, you got to understand, again, the code of me and where me and him come from is like real live, like two brothers can fight. Mm -hmm. You can fight and hug, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I felt like it would have been such a huge thing to see us like along, you know, getting along like they thinking we don't rock with each other and just like, damn, he's back on DGK. Everything's good. And it's just a, a nothing but a bickering fight between amongst two brothers. Like blows were thrown, he tried to throw his blows. Um, yeah, he actually caught me with one too because I was being drugged, and I was pissed about that later because <laughs> the security like jumped on me instantly, and so they the guy was dragging me back, and, and he was able to get one off. Oh. <laughs> I remember that shot. So, but nah, so no, but shout out, like I said, my brother. I'm not ashamed to say, you know, I love, I love to throw down. I'm, you know, it, it just makes you stronger. So you and Stevie are cool now. Yes, sir. Hell yeah. We were, we were actually been cool. Like the crazy thing is, we we spoke maybe like a little after that happened. We end up speaking. You know what I'm saying? But we just, you know, he's him and I'm me. Things going on. We just kind of like parted ways, kind of. And um, I didn't hear from him for a while, but then. Recently, you know, I got my little company going on and, uh, you know, I wanted to holler at him about advice and everything. And he actually asked me, um, 
to ride for uh, his his skate shop in Atlanta, actually. Oh, sick. That's dope. And, you know, and I thought about it. I'm still thinking about it. You know what yeah. I'm saying? The only thing that makes me not want to is because, um, I mean, I, of course, I'm a pit crew soldier. I've been pit crew skate shop for forever. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, but I just feel like, you know, I just be, when I look at it on the, the fan side of it, it's kind of like I want to show the fans something like, you know, like we're not at odds you know what i'm saying we are brothers you know what i'm saying so that's what made me really think about it too like you know but we're gonna work together for sure like we already talked about it like we're gonna figure something out and you shall see me down there you know chilling with stevie soon like no doubt that's what's up yeah what's up next for darren harper you talked about filming another video part we know you have your uh your own company love being street so what's what's up next for you, Doug? Um, I definitely don't want to skate for anyone else. I don't think no more. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think I'm done with that. But it's just about like I mean, unless I mean, unless it's some teamwork type thing, you know, yeah. cross promotion. Because uh, I'm just focused on love being street. You know, that's just what it is. Like I'm thinking about. I've been thinking about printing boards. I mean, I can do it now if I wanted to. I'm just. I just wanted to be like because I've always been like the one. One man army kind of thing. I have mm-hmm. another skater, my guy uh, Brendan Humphrey. That's my boy. We, that's my partner, and we, he's skating for Love Bend Street right now. But we're just doing the t-shirts, just trying to blow up in the streets right now. I'm not even really focused on the skate industry, but I'm going to move there. I just had a good friend of mine hit me up today, like, "Yo, can you send me?" And he's a beast. Can you send me a box? So I'm like, oh, "Well, I won't say a box because I ain't." But send him some some gear, and I'm going to send him some gear, you know. And mm-hmm. I'm just I'm just going to keep pushing, but I, you know, I. I'm just trying to really just focus on Love Bend Street and creating this new skate park. That's all I want to do. That's what's up, man. I think that's my cue. Uh, <laughs> whenever we got guests talking about boxes, you know the ghost has to try and get his, some, himself a box. Uh, Love yes. Bend Street, yo. The ghost. Let's yeah. get it. Yes. Said, I know you can't come north of the border because you're saying you got trouble, but... You yeah. could definitely send some T-shirts to your boys up yeah. here, you know. Nah, nah, we gonna figure it out. We gonna figure it out. Yeah, I definitely, you know, trying to brand it right now. So I, de- I definitely want to just to be seen. You know, it don't have to just be like love being street. Just everything. What the meaning is is just coming from nothing, turning into something. Um, whether it being like me, like for instance, what it stands for for me is just like I came from the streets and. I don't run from that. You know, I'm not ashamed of that. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, if I if I was rich, my Bentley or my uh, Rolls Royce would still go through my hood. You know, I'd still be on that corner at times. You might see it there. So it's kind of like I'm just, you know, I, I never uh, forget or, for, you know, I'm not ashamed of what I come from. So love being street is always keeping grounded with what you come from. It's the time you've all been waiting for Rapid Fire with the Ghost With our boy Darren Harper You ready? Yes sir Favorite skater? LeVar McBride Favorite video? Trilogy Favorite video part? Uh, <laughs> LeVar McBride Trilogy <laughs> <laughs> Favorite trick? Backside heel flip Hardest trick for you? Burial heel flip Regular Most illegal trick? I guess like them little like Well them little 360s Cause I mean it with, uh, It's like I want flip tricks when we do it. Unless you do a flip trick and a 360 variation. Don't just do a 360 turnaround or one day, uh, 270 and all that shit. Unless it's switch. Like, yeah, I don't know. It's just, that irks me a little bit. Favorite artist? Diesel Ducky. 
go-to song right now? Probably Diesel Dougie. That's my little brother. Favorite clip you've ever gotten? Uh, probably that Gnarly Back 180 Hill was in Get Familiar. Because uh, I, I never done that trick. Like on something, down something. Probably not even on Flat Good. And we just went on tour filming. And we went, I said, I'm going to try it. And I did it. And I did it off the, it was off that loading dock. I don't know if y'all recall it. It was a big, big gnarly back one. Yeah, that was insane. It was so yeah. high. And that was like the first time I ever done that trick. It was so crazy. proper. Yeah. insane. Gnarliest trick you've ever witnessed? Probably just skating at the time. Just skating with like Manny, San, uh, uh, Santiago, and uh, Lou, and all my little uh, team with uh, Famous Stars and Straps at that time. You know? mm-hmm. I don't rock. I can't stand Famous Stars and Straps now, but real live, but... You know, I had fun. I did. I had fun, man. I had fun. Hey, That's all I'm I can sure. say. You know, I'm honored. Landing juice of choice. Oh, I'm a uh, Shirley Temple fanatic, but <laughs> root beer. I'm not <laughs> root beer. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't drink uh, alcoholic beverages, man. Okay, okay. Uh, Hell yeah. Yeah. So Gatorade or root beer. The one trick that got away. The only. I mean, because I, I usually do what I know, or if I accidentally do it, I try it, and then it looks like I can do it, I'm usually able to pull it off. <laughs> but I'm, I'm pretty bummed about, if there's anything I'm bummed about, I never got, it was a front crook up to like whoopie-doo on uh, Venice, that ledge that goes up. I haven't seen a lot of things, but our front crook landed on it and still lost it, uh, and <laughs> I've never been able to go back and get it, so I think that's kind of something that's I still one. want to come get. Yeah, just right. want to get it just to have because I want it. Favorite local brand? Love Bend Street. Yeah, I just yeah. About that. Love Bend Street right now. Yeah, we got the streets, man. And yeah, people going to see real soon, you know. Favorite local skater? I mean, my guys. It was Bobby Ward, Zach Lyons, and, and, and Daniel Kemp. They were like my favorite guys to skate with. Worst company. The industry as a whole, because I feel like just like a lot of car, not and it's not like low blowish. It's just more so of the corporate side of things. Worst trend. Uh, I don't know, skating in tight pants. I guess. <laughs> yeah. Worst style. Shit, I heard my style was worse, so I can't. You know what I mean? I can't judge it. So shit, let's say me. <laughs> <laughs> Last person you want on the sesh? Any poses, man. Just like people that claim to be things they're not like even with the dgk thing now what i did used to hate was just like kids that i felt like it's cool to have a favorite brand but it's not cool to try to be something you're really not and try to act a certain way you know trying mm-hmm. to be like some of the folks like you just know, on a brand and you know damn well if something went hey wall you're not about that life you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, i thought you were gonna say spencer fujimoto for sure oh well I mean, I I know he wouldn't show up at a spot that I'm in, you know what I'm saying? So, so it, it ain't no need for that, you know, because he know damn well better. But like I say, man, you know, like, I mean, I, I just randomly, like, if I'm just in New York, and, and because of me lately, I haven't been to New York a lot, but it's about to jump again, you know, like, trust me, because I'm back, I'm coming, I'm on the way back, and I'm going to be moving around. Like, I got plans to go back to L.A., you know, and, and start getting on this, you know what I'm saying? But it's for me this time. It's for love being street. Mm-hmm. So I can't wait, man. Hell I can't yeah. wait. Yes, sir. All right. That's gonna wrap up our interview with Darren. Yo, thank you so much, man. You killed All it. All right, thank you guys too. Hey man, it's an honor having Darren Harper, the man himself, on the bunt. Thanks, man. <laughs> thank you guys, man.
you already know what time it is. It's the post office where we read in your emails. Our lovely listeners, we love y'all. <laughs> <laughs> What's really good this week, Donald? What do we got? You've got mail. All right, we got a couple emails. First one coming in from David Shubat. Shubat187 at gmail.com says, Top five biggest bunters? Question mark. It's interesting, man. And again, for those who don't know what bunting is, in skating, it's when you try a trick that you have no chance at actually landing. You're just flailing. You're bunting. You're, waste, you're wasting your own time. You're wasting your filmer's time. You're wasting your photographer's time. You're bunting. <laughs> Buddy. We've all done it. All right, so... I'll get two names out of the way real quick for any for the Toronto heads. It's gonna be Black Label Bunter. He's on there, and this is in no particular order. Another one is Richmond for sure. Can't <laughs> stop those back ones, dog. You bunting. I got a couple up my sleeve. Last week, our homeboy Mitch Brett came through, and uh, anyone who knows him knows he's no stranger to bunting. <laughs> he's mopping up floors at skate parks across the world and skate spots, keeping them nice and clean with those white tees. Mitch B is definitely bunting. Nolly Hill Crooks has tried it probably on like 30 different rails. Never come close. <laughs> Jesus. Another one's got to be the homie Mike Maines. You know, he ain't skating much these days, but he was he was flailing down those sets, trying all kinds of flip tricks back in the day. And then you'd take him to a seven stair, you know, it was all good. But when he tried to act like a big bad man and take it to the 10 or whatever, bunts for days. And then last but not least, you know what I'm saying? I got to nominate myself. <laughs> I don't know how many times I've hit up Ryan Allen, Andrew Norton, whatever back in the day. That yeah, yeah, I got some still. I got a switch flip down this. I know Commerce Ten, switch tray, fakey flip, switch back one eighty. The list goes on. I tried it all. So uh, I hope that answers that for you, Shubad. Trying to get us in trouble over here. Eh? I'm gonna have to uh, agree with that last nomination. Just let everyone know I I never bunt anything. Strictly bolts. <laughs> All right, moving on. What do we got up next, say? All right, we got an email here from Tommy at 510travel.com. <laughs> What's good, boys? On wax. Seifa, who takes the NBA MVP next year? And what squad takes home the ship? And D. Jones, who takes the NHL MVP next year? And what squad takes home the ship? Guess I'll start it off. Clearly, Golden State Warriors. You know, that's the favorite on paper. So I'm going to just go take the safe pick right now. G State. And then MVP. You know, Steph Curry and Kevin Durant are two of the favorites. But now that they're on the same team, probably going to have to share some of that star responsibility. So I'm going to go on wax and say... If the Thunder make the playoffs, Russell Westbrook will be next year's regular season MVP. And uh, my way too early pick for the NHL championship, it's time for the San Jose Sharks to get the job done. So I'm picking Sharks, MVP. I'll say Jamie Benn. I mean, the man's been sniffing at the scoring title the last two years. He won it two years ago. I think it's his time to take the next step. One more question here for us. I also want to know if you guys had the opportunity to skate chill with five people for the day. Could be anyone. Who would they be? And what city would you be in? Deuces. I'm going to go with the Diplomats, man. That'd be a wild ride. We'd have Jewels, Cameron, Jim Jones, Hellrell, and J.R. Ryder himself. You know we're going to be kicking it in Harlem. God damn. You know I'm going Brian Wenning for shits and giggles. Antoine Dixon for more shits and giggles. Terry Kennedy to make sure, you know what I'm saying, we keep it positive. Jeremy Rogers. Jay Cass. This party's just getting insane right now. Yeah, I don't know how much. Some of, some of the best to ever do it as skating and partying right there. One more. 
And then last but not least, Forrest Edwards. You feel me? You know I like to mix it up with the the loosest of the loose. Well, you already got. We already got to chill with Forrest for a couple of days. Yeah, he's a perfect. So you know what you're getting there, right? <laughs> if we could go skate for like four or five hours before you know the turn up starts to pop off and shit gets out of hand, I think that would be a legendary session. Like everyone in their primes, yeah. and then hit the bar jesus Christ. yeah yeah we'll link up after in harlem maybe eh? meet me with my squad meet you with your squad but you didn't answer what city are you guys chilling in so you're skating so where are you guys skating eggs man in boston i've never, never been. been i've never been but yo take me to eggs and then you know every city has fun bars and shit so all right go hit some butter ledges with that squad are you kidding me all right last email coming in from aaron horton yo dedicated bun listener here from somerset uk Whew. I love where this is going already. I just want to ask, why is it that all Canadians sound like they're taking the piss when they talk? No beef, though. I love it. Just curious, you know? Okay, so by that, I, I think he's talking about how we talk like we're, we have UK accents sometimes. It's uh, mad, bro. It's a mad thing. It's like, mad, you get bro. Me. You get me. <laughs> nah, so, Aaron, it's all love. We ain't taking the piss. What happened was, I think... Two or three years ago, I watched Top Boy season one, just fell in love with the slang. Then season two dropped and I got all the homies on it. Donovan watched it. Like, There's something about that show. As soon as you finish watching it, you just find yourself being like, blood, Duchesne, bruv. It's a mad thing. You get me? Yo, who's got the food, blood? <laughs> so, Share location, bro. That's where it started. And then at the same time, we all started becoming huge Skepta fans. You know what I'm saying? Grime scene. Storm Z, major shouts to all those guys, JME, Gigs. We love that shit. It's just, it's a respecting. It's all love. Major shouts, Aaron. Thanks for the email. It's all love. You know what I'm saying? If you're ever in Toronto, come holler at your boys. We'll go skate. So, big man Ting Ponsesh around here, blood. <laughs> Our boy Simon was nice enough to stick around and he's got a live studio question. What's really good, blood? Uh, who's going to be the next uh, Apple Yard or McCrank or uh, Rick Howard out of Canada? Damn, so next Canadian legend, huh? What do you think, Dono? It's one of my favorite skaters and someone with the potential if you ever got in front of the goddamn camera, you know, Wesley Solorzano, man. I'm looking at you. Just trying to get 60 seconds of footy out of you, blood. You could be a legend, you know what I'm saying? But uh, someone who actually does film tricks. I'm going to go with Will Marshall for sure. The man's, he's insane. God damn, B, you stole my pick, yo, Will Marsh, blood. That's my main man, you feel me? Trick selection of doom, setting the trends, and then them, them niggies in the States bite his tricks and put them out in bigger videos, and the man doesn't get his credit, you feel me? Anyways, since you took my pick, I got to go with the obvious answer. Our other homeboy, Bobby DeKaiser, still well on his way to legend status of Satan's pain. Look for that transworld part, that blue towel part. Man, his appearance on our podcast just took him to the next level too, right? <laughs> I mean, so, it's only looking up for Bobby from here on out. I know, yo. Yo, he actually told us he's, someone ran into him on the street and was like, hey, weren't you that guy from the bunt? <laughs> hey, people people going to start hearing that a lot more. Yeah, you know, I went on the bunt and then my career really skyrocketed. Uh, you know, the endorsement deals popped off. Yo, Spencer, actually, yo, funny you mentioned that because i see my our boy spencer with them all-timers boards all over the place what's really good must have listened to the pod must have lost my address because i didn't get no packages god damn it that's because you bleeped it out back in season one when i told everyone man true 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 you're still waiting on a few eh jed you're still looking at jed for a package 
all timers you definitely need some new boards hey but i know we got some spencer shoes on the way so hey instagram coming at you soon we gonna let y'all know when the ghost gets his first box you feel me <laughs> first box wow all right thanks for the questions that's gonna wrap up the post office you smell me it's the last you're gonna hear of simon disher so say bye thanks for having me on gentlemen All right, time for another installment of The Rundown, the Skateboard World Source for Sports. My favorite segment for sure. All right, so this past weekend, three big names were inducted to the NBA Hall of Fame. We got Shaq, Allen Iverson, and one of my favorites, Yao Ming, you know? <laughs> Shouts out to all the Yao Ming lovers out there. So Seifa, what was, uh, give me your favorite moment from, from each of their careers. First off, we'll, uh, we'll go with Yao Ming, the big dog from China. <laughs> Many, many dope battles with Shaq. My favorite memory of Yao was uh, when Kobe came down the lane and actually crushed one on his face. Man, we're talking <laughs> about him entering the Hall of Fame. Can you, something nice, something good that he did. Not getting dunked on by Kobe, God damn it. See what I have to deal with here? <laughs> that, was, that was a huge moment, you know what I'm saying? It's Not for him. Live on forever. No, fine, all right. Favorite moment was probably when he backed down Ben Wallace, three-time defensive player of the year. You know what I'm saying? Gave him the bump, 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 turn around, poster in your face. Eat it, Big Ben. Respect, y'all. All right, moving on. The star of Kazam. What's your favorite Shaq moment? Shaq, there's a long list. I mean, everyone knows I'm a Laker guy. So, I mean, I could pick any one of those championships in the three-peat. But the first thing that just came to my head right now was uh, the All-Star game in Phoenix. And he came out dancing with the Jabberwockies. And he's like 7'2" with a little white mask on his face that was too small for his huge head. <laughs> but then his moves were actually insane. So if you haven't seen that, look it up on YouTube. It'll make you laugh for sure. Classic All right. Shaq. Last but not least, AI. AI. Tyron Lue. Yeah, it's not just that. It's that series, but it's the fact that the Lakers were going to go 16-0 and 0 in the playoffs. First team to ever do it and iverson just heart of a champion he'd beaten the raptors unfortunately in a series or two before that and uh just winning that first game when everyone expected them to get swept it was just iverson put the whole team on his back i think he had like 40 or 50 points something ridiculous in game one won it the lakers came back you know turned it up won the next four but just winning that game against the lakers when all odds were against them was a huge huge moment i won't forget some real talk. All right, enough about basketball. We're going to get into that shit in October. But this past weekend, week one of the NFL season went down. And who better to talk about it with than Mr. Nolly Backheel himself, Simon Disher. Say what's up to the people. Hey, what's up, everybody? And thanks, Dono and Seifa, for having me on the bunt. But you better get those energy levels up, eh? Man, I'm, I'm <laughs> still fucking tired from last night. That was extremely stressful. It was a, a long day of watching football. And uh, before we get into our takeaways from week one... Seifa, how was it? How was the wild ride of a Sunday afternoon? Hey, man, I started off nice. You know what I'm saying? A quick 15 points, and then over the next four or five hours, I only had 28 points total. <laughs> I'm in last place like, Pillow by soft far. receiving core. Simon's wife, he has 154 points on, on the week. I've got 43. <laughs> so uh, moving forward, 
and one of her guys got zero. Oh, so moving forward, what are you going to do to change this? You ain't getting it done with 30-some points. Well, first off, anyone listening from our league, if you got a, a running back, you know what I'm saying? I'm flush with <laughs> wide receivers, so holla at you, boy. You heard it here first. The man needs some RB help. All right, Simon, so getting into our takeaways from week one. Number one's obviously got to be Keenan Allen going down. Torn ACL, non-contact injury. This guy can't catch a break, man. Lacerated kidney last year. Where does he go from here? I, I, I feel really bad for him, like way more than anybody else. I got to say, as bad as it sounds, that got injured this week that maybe had reoccurring injuries. RG3. Um, he just, Keenan had so much promise. I had him on my team the first year, four years ago, and he was just fucking incredible. And then it seems like he hasn't been able to pull together uh, any sort of consistency in terms of health since. Sounds like me and you on the skateboard still. Yeah, it's like you and me times 10, though. At least we got to skate a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, the guy had almost 70 yards inside the first half. Him and Philip Rivers were connecting. So now who becomes the de facto number one wide receiver down there in San Diego? You go on. There's two options. Dontrell Inman, he had the job last year and did absolutely nothing with it. And then the new acquisition, Travis Benjamin. He's a serious deep threat, but... I don't know if he's the man for, for double-digit targets every week. Benjamin is definitely the maybe go-to guy, but after watching what he did last year, he was, he was in Cleveland, right? You know, he doesn't really do anything. He's, he's just a, he, he can he's run there. fast. Yeah, he can yeah. run really fast, but he's not a consistent catcher, and he's, he, all he is is a deep ball threat. But like to be perfectly honest, I think with San Diego, their next, uh, their next best wide receiver is going to be one of their running backs. What's his name? Uh, can we get a name check here, Seifa? Uh, Woodhead. That would be the man. Oh. Yeah. Solid, solid receiving back. If he can stay healthy and keep his head up, not not eat too many concussions this year, he should be in line for a fair amount of catches. Yeah, let me just let the people know. I grabbed Danny Woodhead in the eleventh <laughs> round, and he's he's the sleeper of the year. You feel me? You heard it here first. Fantasy noob of pain. <laughs> oh man! All right. Another takeaway I had was the Cowboys just out here acting like the Cowboys, man. Terrence Williams. Makes a nice catch, gets the team into field goal range to win the game. You got Des Bryant on the field yelling at the guy to go out of bounds, and he gets tackled in bounds. Clock runs out, and they lose. There's no excuse, man. Like that had to have been the dumbest thing I've seen in a regular season game since uh, what was it? Last year, or the year before, when Indy did that ridiculous attempt at a trick play. Oh, that was bad. That man. was the fucking dumbest thing bad. ever. But that, like, that's some bullshit. The coach. Everybody's got to lose it on the yeah. player there for that. There's no excuse for that. No, I, I just feel bad for Dak, who had a pretty good first game ever. Yep. ZQ Elliott, not the greatest. He had uh, 2.6 yards per carry. He can definitely do better, and he knows it. But Des Bryant, man, where are you at, bro? Des was invisible. Dak did well considering he's got no offensive line in front of him. It's the same shit Romo ran. No, no. They have one of the best offensive lines Why, why is Romo getting Dallas? killed all the time then? Well, he can't take one hit. And <laughs> this is the problem with these quarterbacks is like, you have to stay out there for 16 games, man. That's why Tony Romo will never be great because he takes hits. Yeah, I think Throw the ball away. Dak definitely looks like he's built more to be a long-lasting quarterback. Yeah. Uh, he definitely plays like it too, seeing as he can actually escape from the pocket, which is nice. But it's it's going to be interesting to see how he actually does in that system, seeing as how the only person that's been in that system is Romo. Yeah, I still like Tony Romo as a quarterback. He's got a hell of a talent, but if you can't stay healthy, you're pretty much useless in pro sports. So so true. All right, moving on. One game we watched yesterday, probably one of the craziest ones of the day. The Saints and Raiders, man. 
That was a need, goddamn track meet. Who needs defense? Not when you got Drew Brees. Whew, don't I know it? And don't you know it too, Bass? Damn. Oh, my God. I hope uh, anybody listening that's playing fantasy stacked up on New Orleans wide receivers like somehow my wife managed to do with both <laughs> Cooks and Sneed. I'm, uh, I'm definitely hearing it at home this week. But how about that call by Jack Del Rio? I mean, potentially tie the game up with a kick and send it to overtime. And he goes for two. Like that's a, a risky move there. I like the comment after though. The whole if, if we're gonna win, we may as well go for it now, right? Like, yeah. You want to have a coach that believes in your team. So it's nice to have somebody like that behind you, just saying like, all right, boys, if we're gonna do it, let's do it now. Don't you just feel bad for Drew Brees though? What more can the guy actually do? Man. Over 400 yards, four touchdowns. The guy gets rushed almost every throw, still connects with everybody, and then just has to go out and watch his defense literally shit the bed on every single play. And they had, who was it? They're, uh, they had a chance to win with but, uh, ta- uh, something Lutz is the kicker's name, the rookie kicker. Yeah. But where were they? They were like 50-something yards out. Yeah, but it doesn't help that they're one of their best players, uh, or bro. Oh, bro, yeah. Bro, he got fucking, he yeah, broke his uh, fibula. So uh, an even uh, a terrible defense gets even worse. God. So whoever's so playing the Saints, those are going to be my flyers for the week. Yeah, put whoever, whatever three receivers are playing the Saints, you may as well pick up. Safa, you picked that up? Yeah, that's a note for you, Safa. I'm on it still. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yo, it's time to move on and uh, educate my ass a little bit on these fantasy football quarterbacks. Who you guys got as your top five fantasy quarterbacks? I'll uh, I'll spark this with uh, at my number five. He's dropped down a couple spots, but Russell Wilson this year due to his garbage O line. Aaron Rodgers is now at number four again due to a bad O line and an unproven yet healthy Jordy Nelson. Uh, number three got the man, Mister Breeze, who I'd love to put higher, but again, super spotty fucking defense. He's, he's got a lot of nice runners on the team, too, even though he can throw to Ingram, but whatever. Uh, number two, Andrew Luck. Horrible D, always playing from behind. Good defense. The guy's got a fucking cannon arm, and this is his sort of have-to-prove-it year. And, of course, number one on the list, strictly due to consistency in the offense, is Mr. Cam Newton. The guy's a running threat. The guy's got a cannon arm. Kelvin Benjamin is back as a massive target in the end zone. It's too much for other teams to handle. Hold on, hold on. I know I'm a rookie and all, but did I just take in that you don't have tom brady anywhere on your top five tell him nah tell him pillows pillow soft tom brady uh missing the first four games he's not he's not in that top five that is that sounds last for me that sounds like it's personal but okay let's what do you got to say donald (laughs) that's that's the difference between us though say you know (laughs) it's we don't take this shit to heart you know he just doesn't like the patriots so that's why he's gonna leave tom off man us real fantasy players, it's just about the numbers, dog. This it's guy about sleeps on a pillowcase with Tom Brady's face on it. I would. I would. If you <laughs> In got a me Gronk the jersey. The Patriots just got it going on over there, man. Like, he's not my number one. Like you said, four games. That's an uphill battle. All right. So let me guys tell you what the real order of the top five is. Starts at number five, Andrew Luck. For reasons I've told you guys before, they're going to lose a lot of games. So he's going to be chasing them. Number four, I'd love to have you hire because you're my new dog. Mr. Drew Brees, Mr. 4,000 yards. It's going to be a fun year. Number three, only because he's missing four games, Tom Brady. Whew. Wish I might have to make a trade for Tom Brady. Imagine I pair up Drew Brees and Tom Brady. Ew, Both of you guys going to be dusted. Number two, my main man, Cam Newton. 
Loved him since the Auburn days, and he's only getting better. But number one, man, you know who it is. Big Ben Roethlisberger. <laughs> he's a bad man. It's Aaron Rodgers, man, for sure. They're ruthless over there in Green Bay, and I still think that Eddie Lacy is not the answer. No. They were saying he got in shape over the offseason. I watched yesterday. He's the same size as he was last year. He's going to run out of gas. Jordy Nelson back. He's got his deep threat, man. It's Aaron Rodgers for sure. He's definitely going to be throwing the ball a lot, as will all the guys in the top five. But Tom Brady ain't in there, man. Don't think we can have you back on the show. Sorry, Simon. That's fine. I don't want to be on this Brady-biased fucking train to hell. We love the Pats. I'm a Pittsburgh Steelers, man. You feel me? Big Ben, let's get it. Okay, okay, bringing the heat with the rundown again, eh? Can't wait till hockey and basketball gets going. But uh, that's going to wrap up episode four. Yeah, they already know what it is. Major shouts to Darren Harper, the legend, coming on the bunt. We're super stoked. And thanks to our boy Simon Disher for, you know, blessing some knowledge. Can't wait to see you in week nine, blood. (laughs) It's a wrap, you get me. Peace out, y'all. Catch y'all next week. Hey, Cookie, I think I need my uh, iPad charger, too.